We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Seven was the opener, giving up a, uh, a grand slam in the late innings. And then on Sunday, had a chance to really blow it open. Kind of did not do that early. Um, allowed A and M to uh, to hang around, just doing didn't do enough offensively, and then the Aggies walk it off with a uh, solo home run, the first batter of the night there to win five four and clinch the series. Ole Miss uh, on the road again tomorrow. They are at Memphis. Of note, that is not at AutoZone for uh, anybody who was not aware of that change or not really change, but change from past seasons. That is on campus at the Tigers Park, maybe FedEx something. I don't know. I forget what they call it. And then uh, they're at home for the Razorbacks this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For that, a lot of series Thursday, Friday, Saturday because of Easter on Sunday. Um, Only one series goes into Sunday. Yeah. I think you're given the option, but most if both mean it. If both coaches agree. Yeah. So go- someone decided to, 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 to compete against Easter on Sunday. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. I, I, I'm trying to remember which one. I'll look it up. Yeah, what 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 programs? Either Kentucky or Georgia said d- nope. decided Easter did not matter. One or the other. Nope, nope, nope. I take that back. That's a TV game. The oh. SEC. The SEC said, "Hey, I get it." My apologies to both Kentucky and Georgia. My Lord and Savior and all, but hey, we need a game at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. So actually, eleven a.m. Oh, really? Yeah, noon Eastern, eleven a.m. Central. The SEC Network said, "Look, we got to put something on the TV." Oh, so it's going head to head then with the services at eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and getting it over with before the Masters takes over. Oh, now see there. Smart. Yeah. Do not have the game at one thirty or 2 o'clock because that just makes no sense, especially in the South. And is Georgia playing? So, uh, at Georgia. Okay. So it's Eastern time zone. One hour later, come so on their, noon, their local start. Noon. Yeah, so if you go to like a sunrise service, you're done in plenty of time to go oh, to the baseball okay. game. Yeah, that's true. And Georgia's, what are they, 1-8? and eight? Yeah, something like that. Kentucky's 8-1, and one, though. Kentucky, the Wildcats. Yeah, we'll get into that. We got some uh, got, got some baseball thoughts. Spring football uh, had an open scrimmage on uh, on Saturday, and it was in attendance for that one. So scrimmage. He's using quote signs for those podcasters who are not in our stream or have ESPN eight this morning. 
It's a scrimmage. They had a thump scrimmage. They did not tackle to the ground, which does change the dynamics a little bit or a lot. Um, well, it certainly changes what you can take from it. Yeah. The interpretations that in the that event that you're there to take a lot of it was flag football. Yeah. With pads on. Yes. That's what it was. So we'll uh, get into that. Got some thoughts on both the men's and women's basketball tournaments. We'll get into that a good bit today as uh, as well. Podcast, Oxford Exxon, Blue Sky here locally in Oxford. You know about the ribs. You know about the lunch specials. You know about the way to win some tickets to baseball this weekend. The Saturday game this week, you tweet at them, at Oxford Exxon. Use the hashtag RebelReady, and you can be entered to win four box seats to Ole Miss baseball this weekend. Again, the Rebels and Razorbacks getting together for the first time since the College World Series last season. It's typically uh, pretty energy-filled when those two programs play each other. So Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, win some tickets to Saturday's game. And if you're in the Clinton area, they got their fresh donuts, a lot of flavors going on with those. You can pick those up this morning, tomorrow morning with some coffee at your Blue Sky location there in Clinton. And again, coming to you from Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get the quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means. Trust me when you make the call. Um, as I've been saying, we've had a pretty busy vehicle month here, and um, it would have been really problematic without the people at Clark Ford helping out as much as they have. 662-257-1900. Guests will join at some point this week on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur who's just simply looking to diversify. Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran who owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Kyle, thanks for the super chat. It says, good morning, guys. Are in a question, what will Trump's Secret Service detail do tomorrow? How far do they go with them? You know, I, I don't have the mental energy for a lot of the story at the moment, but I am wondering logistically what this looks like from that standpoint. Tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow, the Secret Service will be with him the entire time. Right, because he's not doing perp walks or any of that kind of stuff. So Actually, I think there is going to be some form of a perp walk. Have they changed their mind on that? They're just not... They're not uh, cuffing him right i knew that so beyond that i have no clue again that 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 for whatever reason that was the main things that went through my mind was what does that look like and how but anyway yeah no clue i have not i have not seen that that was not in anything i read this morning as i was looking through the news for the day can we all agree this is a slippery slope well yes of course we're now using the criminal justice system we've weaponized it as a political weapon. So when the other side gets in power, they're going to want revenge. Is that how this works? What happens? I, I, I just keep waiting for common sense to kick in for us, but we're, we're, we're nowhere near that these days. You mean that in all functions of society? Yeah, well, you and I were having a conversation before we even got started. I'm not going to get into it here, but 
there's a common sense that's that's getting lost. In the country. Yeah. 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 And it's I mean, frankly, it feels intentional. That's what bothers me about it. Is it's not just the hey, we're going through this weird phase. This kind of feels I mean, look, you can you can hate Donald Trump. You can be the most hardcore Democrat in the world. And when you see that tomorrow, you're like, this is not a great idea. This has never happened before. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the most famous mugshot in history. Yes, it will be, 100%. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, you know what he's going to wear. He's going to wear a blue suit, a red power tie, and he's going to smile in that picture. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's going to do nothing but fire up his base, which I'll, I'll give the Democrats credit for this. Then we'll move off of it. I think they're playing chess, and this is smart. Because they need the 2024 election to be about something other than the president. Because the president is going to be 82 at that point. And I think it's safe to have questions about his mental acuity at this point. His running mate is one of the most unpopular politicians in American history, per polling data. They need the election to be about something other than them. And if it's Trump, it will There's all, always something. Yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. Trump, it will be all about Trump. Everything is all about Trump. The man, Give the man credit for that. My God, no one owns a news cycle the way Donald Trump does. No. <laughs> and I think the Democrats want him to be the candidate. Yeah, because anybody else in the election starts becoming about Biden's record, and I don't think they want that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is all part of a big chess match. And again, when you start using the criminal justice system as a pawn on the chessboard, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So speaking of not a good thing, almost one and eight in the SEC with uh, seven weekends remaining. Actually, from a weekend standpoint, we are at the halfway point of the season. Seven weekends remaining. Seven have completed four non-conference, three inside the uh, the conference at this point. And look, I mean, Ole Miss sitting here currently 15, 16 and 11 overall. Again, one and eight in the SEC. That's tied for sixth in the West because Mississippi State's one and eight as well. They broke their losing streak to South Carolina in the middle game before getting popped pretty good in their uh, in their finale. Um, it's it's about making Hoover right now. Um, that's that's where this is for Ole Miss. It's about just winning some games, positioning, trying to get into the season at all. Um, that is not the easiest thing to do from a schedule standpoint. You don't get a lot of easy gifts here. You look at the next nine games that are clearly very critical for the Rebels. That is three at home against the Razorbacks, who are six and three in the West right now. They're they're human though, but they're six and three yeah. in the SEC. You've got a trip to Starkville for Super Bulldog weekend that will frankly will be a really weird environment in Starkville because Chris Lamonis kind of bit back over the weekend. There's pressure on him. They've lost a ton of games. They're in a cycle that Ole Miss is sort of experiencing, except far worse and for far longer at this point coming off their title. It's their Saturday that's supposed to be their biggest week of the year. It's their spring game that weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's Super Bulldog weekend, but their team sucks. And it's yeah, just going to be a weird sucks. It's gonna be a weird environment. You come back home from that, you play LSU. Who does yeah. not suck? LSU is the most talented team in the conference. They're the best team in the conference. If you want to nitpick them, it is that they don't have a ton of pitching depth, which allows you to get a game from them every weekend. So you're your goal going into that weekend is don't get swept, go one and two, and then if you happen to catch lightning, great. But 
it's it's it is very doable because three teams have done it so far. LSU has gone two and one on all three SEC weekends to date at this point. They've um, played LSU has played Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Florida. A and M. A and M. That's right. Yeah, A and M. That is correct. LSU. They played Vanderbilt or Florida. They I can't remember. <laughs> LSU scheduled they played Florida. Today. They've not played Vanderbilt because L- Vanderbilt's nine and zero. Yeah, Vanderbilt has looked quite good. No, they've played A and M, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee. Yeah, A and M, Arkansas, and Tennessee, and they have lost the last game of the weekend two of those three times. So they're one and two on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever day they're starting. Two and one on Friday. And yes, they lost the opener to Arkansas. Right. In a weird game. In what was actually a really good game. The game went into extra innings, but they lost by six runs. Yeah, Arkansas got eight or nine in the in the tenth. To blow it open. It was a 1-1 game after nine. That was a really good college baseball game. So, look, that's the next nine games. Got to get some wins somewhere. As of today, I mean, not this does not matter, but just trying to understand the complexity of this thing. Uh, Ole Miss is in a three-way tie for a last or a three-way tie for 12th, however you want to say that, at one and eight. Georgia also one and eight. Georgia's bad. Um, we knew they were bad going into the year, and they are actually bad. Um Missouri three and six, A and M three and six, Auburn three and six, Alabama three and six, ton of three and six. Tennessee is four and five, but they're better than four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida seven and two, as Neil said. Kentucky eight and one, Carolina eight and one, and has played really good baseball. Carolina has been fundamentally sound and just played solid, no, really good baseball. They're pretty good. Yeah. Arkansas six and three is said. LSU six and three, and then Vanderbilt three sweeps in a row at nine and zero oh there to uh, top the East. There might be a day that this stuff gets Vanderbilt, but it ain't today. So they they really pitch. I was going to say they really pitch, and so therefore they, their offense never really has to be great. I mean, as of today, Georgia, Ole Miss, or State would go to Hoover. You only don't take two. So I think Ole Miss is going to Hoover. I, I think too. Ole Miss is going to fix some things. I just think they've created a math situation. For they themselves. only can really look. Here's the deal: they're not losing in the same way, and that's a bad thing. Because if right. it's one way you're losing, you go, okay, tinker all the world that this can happen, and then you're okay. But it's not, because here's the deal. In their opener, Jack Doherty did a nice job. He pitched through six innings, gave up three runs, completely gave them a chance to win that baseball game. It was not starting pitching. Right Now, the lightning delay hurt them, because I think Doherty would have come back out for the seventh. He had been very efficient. He was not done from a pitch count standpoint at that time. And then they give up a ton of mess there on the base paths um they give up the grand slam from a bullpen mitch morrell gives up the grand slam and they didn't counter from an offensive standpoint but they played okay um they just lost because of bullpen and defense and that kind of stuff they offense finally takes over a game on saturday they went 14 sevens pitched it fine but you up seven runs the offense just did the work when you get there. 14 you're probably gonna and win. they were gutty i mean the offense came back they sort yeah. of they were they, they retaliated when a&m had gone on a bit of a run a&m got up two nothing immediately and Ole Miss got two back reagan burford played well played well hit a home run and then yesterday is the one that if you have a sign on just it not going well it was yesterday because a&m did not play great baseball yesterday Mm-mm. a&m won a game with five runs despite going 0 for two runners in scoring position yesterday they had two at bats with a runner in scoring position yesterday they did nothing much offensively they hit the ball out of the ballpark a few times and Ole Miss just couldn't put it away they got the starter out of the game into the third in the third inning they had a three-run lead 
They they did everything early to just not even make that a game whatsoever. And they went silent offensively against a bullpen. A bullpen that has not been great to this point this season. A&M retired 13 in a row at one point with the bullpen. I think something like that. I was listening to Kellum on the way back from Memphis. I saw at least 10, but maybe 13. Yeah. and it, 13 might be wrong. Yeah, I think I know it was 10 because they got the last out of whatever it was and then three straight after that at one point. Innings. Including striking out the side. In the Ole Miss seventh. went down in order in the eighth, and I think that's they went. Down, I, I know they were down in order in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. For some reason, I thought I heard him say thirteen. But okay. whatever. Either way, point being, they, they did went, not challenge at all. They went cold in the kind of mid to late innings. They had three balls that almost left the ballpark, but it's not horseshoes or hand grenades. You don't get credit for that. Um, they just didn't play very well. And on a game that if you had gotten it, you're in such a different place and mood when you get back on that plane to come back to Oxford. Sure. Two out of three, you get the second win. You're two and seven, but you look at them and go, hey, we played Vanderbilt in Florida, guys. You know what? They're going to beat a lot mm-hmm. of teams. Look at Vanderbilt. They're beating every damn body. It's cool. It's all right. Yeah. Go play Arkansas. You'll get your juices flowing for the hogs and see what happens at home. You'll get a good crowd and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But losing that game, it just showed kind of where they are mentally. Showed where they are from a game standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a talent standpoint in a lot of different ways. And it presses your leadership um, in a lot of ways that last year pressed their leadership, except this is worse because it's earlier. They didn't have that ability to get into the schedule before it sort of fell apart. Yep. And to this point, and this is nothing against Peyton Chatagnier or T.J. McCants or any of those guys, but there's not the Tim Elko or the Kevin Graham over there. They they don't have the really vocal guy. Because, look, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing, but it is st- – noticeable during adversity that your team captain, and this is no offense to Garrett Wood, doesn't play every day. So it's hard. It's not the same thing. It's a lot like how a lot of times you don't want your team leader to be a pitcher because he's only out there one day a week. He's just hanging out with you and eating popcorn and sunflower seeds and stuff the other days. You you sort of need a really vocal leader who is on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. And obviously Peyton is a very vocal person. But they don't necessarily have a leader personality in the group that just goes, hey, maybe Calvin, but again, catcher's kind of weird. I mean, you're covered. You know what I mean? Like, even that's a strange deal. You, you'd like for the shortstop or the second baseman or the first baseman to be the, hey, let's go. Right. And that, that doesn't exist for them right now. So it's a challenge. It sees what, see kind of who's, who steps up potentially in that, in that path, but they just got to play better. They're just not playing very well. I mean, their only path to doing what some other teams have done, LSU, in 2021, it was the last team to go 1-8 and eight to start and still make the NCAA postseason. As Teddy Cahill said last week, there have been two 0-6s since 2001 to make the the uh, NCAA tournament. That was Florida and Auburn, both in 2001. Florida actually I mean, Auburn actually started 0-10 and, and went 15-5 and five the rest of the way um, to get into a tournament. I assume they had an injury or something, but I have no clue. I can't remember. I covered that. You covered them. Tell me, Neil. Come on. It was only 23 years ago. I don't Come remember. On, fill me in. Uh, look, but look, let's be honest. The path to that is Hunter Elliott coming back and being healthy. That that is, unless freshmen come out of nowhere and pull something out from a Houdini standpoint, the path is to get healthy and those guys look exactly like you pray they look. In my opinion, I just don't see how the current roster suddenly turns around and goes twenty and ten. Like that doesn't that doesn't fit for me necessarily. No, I mean you're shaking your head. Maybe you disagree, but. I don't know. I, I, I've watched. I've watched everybody. Like I, I, I think Ole Miss could easily win the series this weekend. That's two. I think they could. I mean, I, I think predicting a sweep at Mississippi State feels Pollyanna-ish. And then I, I, I don't think they can beat 
LSU two out of three. So that's given them two, four, five of the next nine, which would put them at six and 12. And then the problem, and you and I were talking about this a little while ago, the problem is, like I've watched Alabama a good bit. I've watched Auburn a good bit. Um, Ole Miss could sweep Georgia. They could sweep Missouri even. But like the odds of them sweeping Alabama or Auburn are not very good. I think if those teams played series over and over and over, everybody would just go two out of three. There's there's not a lot of difference, frankly, between Ole Miss and Alabama when you watch them on the field. Forget the numbers. If you just watch the teams, there's nothing about Ole Miss's team. I think we thought at one point that they would be an elite offensive team. And they're really not. No. You know what I mean? I mean, they're 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 good at times. They disappear for stretches. Like kind of like every like you and I were talking about this. Like even Arkansas, and I know their number says six and three, but I've watched them a good bit. Then they're good. Look, they're good. They 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 do some things well. They've got some guys that the the left fielder Wagner, I think, or Wagner, he can really hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, he he's good. But they they've but they'll disappear offensively for innings at a time. I just don't know that there's a lot of difference between those teams. And so getting on some big hot streak against those teams is going to be difficult when you're kind of the same as they are. Does that make sense? I think that's the problem is that they've just dug this hole. I thought yesterday was really important. I thought there was a big difference mathematically between two and seven and one and eight. Because now well, there is. Now there's this pressure on, say, Saturday, if Thursday and Friday are splits. There's a pressure on Ole Miss that isn't on Arkansas. And I kind of I'm sort of waiting for that pressure to sort of show itself. Like, okay, we we press. You know, if you're if you win Thursday, lose Friday, or lose Thursday, win Friday, whatever. If you're split going into the the Saturday finale, you start Oh God, we have to have this game, and that's not the way to play baseball. Yeah, in the regular season, and you start doing that over time, and the the, the LSU looming on your schedule in a couple of weeks is noteworthy. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, look, going hey, we're going to just go get two. You ain't getting much against Skeens because nobody does. No, I mean, look, you're beating if you beat Paul Skeens. He either just had that day, like sometimes do sure. have days. Sure. And you get him and it okay, congratulations. You were on the field when he did that that day. Or Hunter Elliott came back and basically shut them out and you hit a ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. And you win two to one and go, hey, hell. Okay. And I said this last week, you know, when Elliott comes back. It changes a lot. It does, but his first outing back, he's probably oh, no. not going to give you 110 pitches. You know what I mean? I mean, you're probably not going there. And so, at some point, you still have to find dudes, dudes at the back end of a bullpen. Like I, I do. You're still using Doherty up on that day. Yeah, you're just using Elliot too. Yeah, it's Elliot can go five. Okay, great. Then Doherty gets three. You know what I mean? Like that's how you're piecing that together. So like, we were talking about this. Like I think the difference between Arkansas, Alabama, and Auburn. And Arkansas's played both Alabama and Auburn. I think the difference with those two teams is very simple. I think Arkansas has a few more arms on the back end that are reliable. Yeah. And so you're going to face that this weekend. And then there's just teams coming that are, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, they probably got to get to 14 wins. I think that's correct. And so wow. that's 13 and eight in the last 21. And three of those are against LSU. So, I mean, you're, 
it's doable. Six, it's think, doable. Basically. It's doable. Yeah, but you gotta gotta get going. You got yeah, need to sweep. Got to sweep somebody. Got to sweep somebody. And there's teams they can sweep. They can. Sweep. You got to sweep State or Georgia. State, Georgia, or Missouri. Oh, they have them too. Okay, yeah. It's up there, but yeah, sure. Still, that's nine games that are you're yeah very gettable. Yeah, I don't think they can sweep Alabama or no, Auburn or know. Arkansas. I don't think they can sweep any of those three teams. Now they could win those series. Yeah, sure. And if you did, if you won all three of those series, that's six and three. Yeah, you're and not it, and dead yet. You can't yet. get swept by LSU. Yeah, you're not dead yet. No, I, I, it's just math. I can make a path. Yeah, it's right there. Win those three series. Yeah, that's six and three. Get one against LSU. That's seven and five. Sweep Georgia. That would be ten and five. And even lay one more egg. Well, you wouldn't have to lay an egg because you have. I'm saying, maybe if you did, that's still thirteen yeah, more. You can that's get fourteen. You can get there. You're in. But you got to get started. Yeah. Oh, now. Yeah. This weekend. If you lose two out of three to Arkansas, you're two and ten. But that was you two weeks away. It starts getting really weird in terms of trying to find the math. Yeah. Two more baseball thoughts coming up after the break. Before we do that, tell you about uh, Morgan Wallens bringing his one night at a time tour to Vault Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and 23rd. Tickets for both are still available and start at just $78 for each night. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. And you already have your ticket. Make sure and purchase a parking pass as well. You can get one of those at OleMissTicks.com. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouthwatering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine, po' boys, gumbo, voodoo, shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can order online at walkons.com or on the convenient Walk-Ons app as well. If you're in Oxford or uh, the Jackson area, please visit the Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. If you haven't checked it out yet, we did a podcast late Thursday, early Friday on uh, the D.B. Cooper mystery. It was uh, pretty good podcast i was pretty excited about actually it's brought to you by comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating different names same great products and services if you live in oxford batesville tupelo or the surrounding area call comer 662-801-1777 if you live in hernando memphis olive branch that area call the people at southern 662-429-4429 a stock auctions is a nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price all items at a stock start at just a dollar that's right. Every item starts at $1. Shop now at astock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it? Bid it. Win it. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical-grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. They're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medicine, or cholesterol medications, you know they typically cause some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss. That's due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support. It puts those vitamins back in your body, helps with side effects, keeps you more compliant in taking your medication, and helps you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your first order. 
podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. You can order lots of things right there online, including their uh, their special grazing tray they have coming up for Easter this weekend. It's got spicy feta dip, pepper jelly, pepper jelly cured meats, cheeses, crudités like radishes, carrots, and more. It feeds four to six people. It can pick, be picked up on April 7th or April 8th. I'll put a link to order online there on the uh, message board here uh, here soon. You can see more about that at their Instagram page as well. That's Johnson Hill Creamery on Instagram. And again, give them a call to see other different options for you. That's 662-419-9201. I mean, look, offensively, yes, they have not been valued to the point that we thought was possible. Um, some of it shows that if you don't catch lightning in a bottle, and it's nothing against these guys because, frankly, one of them has been really, really good is you can't count on portal guys to just automatically replace the guy they're replacing. You know, sometimes we're getting we can get a little overemphasized on the portal on going, oh God, they got so and so from so and so. That's just that. We should have learned that in not, football. Yeah, and it's not always that simple. And look, Ethan Groff has been really good. Mm-hmm. It's been incre- he's been exactly what you would hope him to be. But he also had really big shoes to fill. You know, Anthony Clark Lowe's had to adjust a little to SEC pitching day in, day out, outside of what the Big Ten looks like day in and day out. I mean, you know, thought he would hit, but over 300 for an average and 13 home runs or whatever in the Big Ten doesn't necessarily mean 13 home runs in the SEC. What, um, what did Ole Miss go in the Big Ten? Like eight and one? <laughs> yeah, they ran through the Big Ten. I mean, that's my point. That was not a problem. Right. It's just different. If Ole Miss it, played Purdue the last nine games, they'd win some games. It's the depth of pitching yeah. in the SEC. You don't get the bullpen arm that's bad, and then it just whatever. Well, the Sunday and, starter that yeah. is shitty. Yeah. There aren't many of those in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Even the guys that, that are ineffective. If are you not look, like that. Their stuff's pretty good. Yeah. Because um, I, I pulled it up here. I was just curious. So the lineup that Ole Miss started in the national title game last year, from a player versus player standpoint, you've got Jacob Gonzalez back. You got Kim Balderman back. You got Calvin Harris back. You got Peyton Chatagnier back. You have TJ McCants back. McCants has been really hot and had some huge hits for Ole Miss. He also never puts together a season where he just doesn't go into a lull for a minute. It's not the most consistent 300 bat throughout the lineup. Jacob Gonzalez is having a quiet, hellacious year. It's just that they're not winning, so it's not being noticed as much outside of scouts who are pl- seeing it plenty. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's been phenomenal. And people keep asking him to be a leader and be it's a not vocal. Who he it's is. not who he is. And so he, he's, he's going to go out and be your best player. That is what he's going to be. He's doing exactly what he advertises himself to be. He's a hell of a hitter, and he's played well defensively. He's actually kind of proven that he maybe could and play. Stick. Maybe could play shortstop at the major league level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, look, he's he is having a hell of a year. There's a no year doubt. ago, people were going, ah, you know, he might have to move to third, and then does he have the power? And no one's really saying that anymore. He's cemented himself, I think, as a top five pick. But from a lineup standpoint, it's Justin Bench is gone, Ethan Leger's in. That's that's a loss. Bench was a Bench was underrated even on last year's team. He was yes. a hell of a college baseball player. Yes. Played everywhere defensively, hit in the top of the lineup. Hell they, of a college baseball player. They don't even sniff the title yeah. without him. It's it, he's a hell of a player. Um, you know, like I said, Groff has been good, but Groff in a lineup is replacing Kevin Graham. It's, Shit, a, it's, I it's, mean, a, it's a wash at best, right? I mean, because Kevin Graham again was so good with runners on runners, runners in scoring position last year. Just everything he was asked to do from that standpoint. You know, Anthony Clarko and Elko, that's a loss right now. I mean, there's sure. a, from a lot of reasons. Sure. And that's nothing against Clarko. He's replacing Tim Elko. I mean, there is a there is something to that. Sure. Um, you know, and then 
you know, they've moved Calvin into Hayden Dunhurst's spot. You're getting much better offensive offense. Calvin's been really good offensively. Mm-hmm. He's not the same defensive catcher that Hayden is, which has mattered a little bit. But look, that's a you're not upset about Calvin's play in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been phenomenal. You know, no, they just they have not come together offensively the way that you could have at least thought on paper was possible. I guess that would be the way and to it put could it. still happen. Sure. And they're just not showing any pitching depth. Well, because they, they don't have any pitchers. pitchers. But even the guys they thought, you know, Mason Nichols has had a rough stint. And now, look, I'm not blaming Mason for yesterday. I saw some stuff on the message board. He got seven straight outs yeah. in relief prior to giving up one full count home run. Okay. It happens. Guys hit balls out of the ballpark. When you walk people is when I judge you in the bullpen for not pitching well. I'm not going to – one guy hits one ball out of the ballpark, and I'm not putting that on you. No, he kept him in the game late. He yeah. got him out of the of the bases loaded jam when they could have gotten it blown open right there for A&M. Their offense, though, to salvage this has got to be better and more consistent. They yeah. cannot have a five-inning fall asleep against the bullpen on a Sunday. Can't happen. Got to score. Agreed. It just it – it's, it's where they are right now. So – it's baseball again. Arkansas coming up uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, look, Portal Arms disappointment. They lost out on Jordan Watts Brown. He went to Oklahoma State and has been phenomenal. Uh, and then Nick Pogue left. And by the time that all those decisions were made, all the premium arms had already chosen other positions and other places. And mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. So they need the freshmen to grow up. It takes time. We'll see what that looks like. It's what I tried to point out last week was there were several guys who had unbelievably good careers at Ole Miss, elite careers, who were average to bad as freshmen. Didn't start early on as sure. freshmen. It even for the good ones, it takes a minute sometimes. Um the Hunter Elliott's and the Doug Nikhazy's are the exception, not of the, course. Not the rule in of course in that. So I mean, absolutely. Look around the league. There's a bunch of freshman arms that are struggling. That have really good stuff. It's just different when you everybody in the lineup can hit. This isn't high school ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Doris says they were talking about the wrong thing. If the pitching was from last year was on this team or winning games, yeah, sure. But you don't have that, so the offense has got to pick it up. I mean, it is it is what it is. And frankly, the pitching was bad at this point last season. This was about the point last season. Well, two three weeks from now is when they kind of Hunter Elliott did not throw a pitch against South Carolina the entire series. Right. Dylan DeLucia did not start against Alabama. Right. Which was this weekend a year ago. Because it was Masters weekend. Maybe they got swept at home by Alabama. That's right, they did. Yes. Oh, very much so. Yes. They got popped by Tennessee. Those that was a games. sneaky good Alabama team a year ago. They it really fine. was. Yeah. They were they were all right. They there's nothing wrong with their team. That's the thing lost in the John Cohen Ole Miss part is he pulled like hell for Alabama in that meeting too. And just didn't get it done. I mean they were kind of bubbly at the same point. Yeah, though, coming into the sure end of the year, They're kind of bubbly right now. Yeah. Um. So anything from football before I move on to basketball and other things? Um. I posted observations on the website, which remains inflation-proof. Um, same price as it's been forever. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a thud scrimmage. Hard to tell. Three offensive linemen are out. Two with two recovering from 
off-season surgery, one, I think, was being punished. Um, Micah Pettis was walking stadiums. Yeah. Not yeah, running. He's them. been healthy. I think he's healthy. I think that he was being punished. Um, I think he's one of those guys that it's a good thing for him that he is as talented as he is. Otherwise, I think the question would be asked, is the is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought all court, all three quarterbacks did some things. Sanders made some nice throws. He had a throw that got intercepted where you could tell he's not 100%. Um, Dart's the best quarterback right now. I don't know how much better he is. Uh, Howard's got a really bright future. Um, I, I keep thinking they probably, speaking of portals, I think they probably need to add another receiver in the portal. There were some, there were some plays, especially as you got deeper into the roster where receivers just didn't get open. And I think it's something worth noting. And, um, defensively on the front seven, I just, I have real questions about depth right now. It does feel like they will need body or two there. Feels like it. And and look, it might look different when you add Cedric Johnson back to the equation and you know, they've just got dudes that are out. It's it's the spring and like you see the guys come out halfway through the practice who've been inside doing their rehab stuff and they come out in the black jerseys. There's a bunch of them. So what are they important dudes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, So what what do they look like when those guys are back? It's just hard to say. And like I've said all along, I know this feels like a cop out, but I swear it's not. I think it's a legitimate thing to point out when you're only seeing the same group of players every day and you have nothing to compare them against. You start picking them the warts out and going, yeah, I'm not seeing Auburn practice. I'm not seeing LSU practice. I have no idea what those teams look like right now, really. And so it's hard to compare. And no, yeah, because we're we're finding warts. And sometimes I think you're like, oh, this guy's going to be really good. And you're like, is he? What's he going to look like when he goes against a D1 upper echelon SEC corner, for example? You know, what's what's that going to look like? And I don't know. You know, what does the offensive line look like when you add Jaden Williams and, and Jeremy James? It looks better than it looks right now. One would think. Sure. Um, would the defensive line look worse if you added Jeremy James and Jaden Williams? I don't know. So I, that's I. I'm yeah, not Cedric Johnson's out there, but these guys are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, not good enough at this as a football evaluator to take all those things into account and go, okay, here's what they are. Like I keep having people on the beagle. You think this is a six and six team, or you think this is an eight and fourteen? Like, I don't know. How could you possibly know if you don't see the other teams play? I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what Vanderbilt looks like, for example. Who knows? Right, beats me. I suspect these questions are being asked most everywhere. The only team in the league that I've sensed this incredible optimism around, including Alabama, is LSU. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and I don't know whether that's just their media kind of being fanatical or whether this is, hey, legitimately, they're, they're, it's kind of all coming together for them. But there's a real optimism there. Everybody else is kind of like, yeah, we got some things to fix, whatever, whatever. LSU's gung-ho. So we'll see. 
<laughs> like, I, like I keep saying, the season starts like five five months from I today. I did find it interesting. I think it was Jalen Knox with a quote and a couple other quotes that it felt like this weekend was the shift of going, hey, guys, Walker's the backup. Take a breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walker's is the backup. Yeah. Like, not intentionally. Just like, hey, it's that's not a competition right now. No, it's a competition between two, two other guys. I mean, it's that deal where, and look, you're going to have to read between some lines here, because we're, I'm not, I'm not violating confidential conversations, but kind of feels like, hey, that there's, there's a sense that it will get resolved, but that Howard's going to be the the backup quarterback, and he's getting, he's getting the number two reps. I mean, he got the lion's share of the number two reps on. Saturday he may have gotten a handful of number one reps it got kind of by the end of the scrimmage it was kind of confusing they were mixing yeah but early on Dart got the one and then Sanders got some twos and then Dart came back then Howard got some twos and then Sanders got some ones I didn't if if Howard got any number one reps I'm not sure that I completely saw them what was the rep split just overall snaps between Sanders and Dart Get uh, Dart got a few more, I think. But it was pretty close. Sanders had one possession that ended in one play. He threw a pick on the first play. That was the one ball that he kind of underthrew. And so he probably would have gotten more snaps there. But they went back to Dart the next time. Yeah. Yeah, or Howard, I can't remember. Either way, he did not come back in to get more reps at that moment. They didn't make up those yeah, reps. Yeah, that's what I, okay. Didn't seem to. That's what always I kind of laugh and scream, just like, you can make the rule. Like, Oh, sure, like, and yeah. they did. Like, at one point, at one point, Howard threw what appeared to be a touchdown pass. The referees called it a touchdown. And then I looked up, and they're doing another play, and then they kicked a field goal, and I was like, did they wipe that off? And then I was like, ah, screw it. It's- <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> There was something Lane wanted to see in some yeah. way, and he went, nah, okay, no. Nah, it was probably it. scripted to, hey, this is going to do it. We're going to do a field goal here. Because, mm-hmm. like, they did back up a little bit, and I was like, well, did, was, was there a penalty? And I was like, eh, maybe I missed something. And I was paying attention, so. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't know. It's... I mean, Sanders is, is, you can see how he's very effective with his feet. He extends plays. Started 42 yeah, games. He's very athletic. Uh, Jackson's athletic too, makes plays with his feet. But body's better. His body's better. But, you know, yesterday, that, that scrimmage was if you touch the quarterback, he's down. So that goes two ways, right? I mean, he's not having to think about, hey, I could get smoked here. Because he knows if they touch him, he's down. He also could have broken runs. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback's not getting sacked. What's happening? You know, I, I don't know what it all would have looked like if you were playing real football. Yeah. It was not real football. No. It was simulated football. It was real football in the trenches. And it wasn't real football <laughs> elsewhere because you're not wanting to tackle people. When you hear coaches saying, stay up, stay up, stay up. It's not real football anymore, and that's okay. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, the NFL does mini camps where there is no real football. Yeah, and yet you're learning and you're developing. So you don't get hurt on a tackle in the spring. Well, yeah, you don't. I mean, look, you you, you will hear more yelling in a college football practice like that about anybody going to the ground than you yes. know anything else. Yes. Do not go to the ground. Yeah, they don't want. It. Well, if you get hurt now, yeah, you're going to lose the off season at a minimum. Yeah, so. They practice again Tuesday. I think this week is what? Is it Tuesday, Thursday? I still think it's Tuesday. Is it Saturday still? I think, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think, pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's another open Saturday scrimmage. And there's there's one week, maybe at the end when it's not Saturday. But that's after Grove Bowl. Is the Grove Bowl in two weeks? Yeah, it's in two weeks. Okay. They have three practices after the the Grove Bowl. The Grove Bowl is when baseball is at state. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm hmm. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. For those who uh, have one of these close by, it's now available at Rouse's Markets. I guess mostly throughout Louisiana, but maybe somewhere else as well. I'm not sure where all the Rouse's are, but Rouse's now carrying the Prime Shrimp, the seven different flavors that are available for you. And, of course, you can get it uh, shipped directly to your house, everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp to the Louisiana Bull Cajun Shrimp, the Signature, which is a great versatile option, the garlic herb butter, and much more. They also have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp for those who want the grocery store-type shrimp, except for higher quality from the New Orleans-based company. So use code RG. That's code RG. Five pouches or more, 25% off there with Prime Shrimp. Again, primeshrimp.com. Our friends over at Dead Soxy have a free gift for you. The gift is exclusive. Head over to deadsoxy.com slash rebels and join the NIL subscription 
By signing up, you'll be the first to hear about exclusive collaborations, new products, and even uh, receive freebies on the regular. That means you'll not only have the freshest socks in town, but you'll also be contributing directly to Ole Miss Athletics and helping support your favorite players. Uh, as your first gift for signing up, you'll receive a free pair of limited edition Juice Kiffin socks, which are only available to members. To get your gift, all you have to do is add a pair of socks from Dead Soxy's Ole Miss NIL subscription to your cart, and uh, your free pair of Juice Kiffin socks will automatically appear in your cart. No membership fees to become a member. All you have to do is start your subscription by adding one pair of NIL socks to your cart and choosing how often you want new pairs from the Ole Miss collection delivered. So head over to deadsoxy.com slash rebels. Sign up for the NIL subscription today to show your support. My 10 weekend thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to uh, help recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator, and much, much more. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for uh, the better part of three quarters of a century. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's MyPinWealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Servicing people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, 662 238 So, some basketball thoughts. The uh, First, by the way, I saw uh, on the board somebody posted the um, Unsolved Mysteries episode about the D.B. Cooper case. It is that is that is That's a step back in time because – I guess it was Robert Stack's voice in the music that would scare the hell out of me as a kid back in the day. Like that was that that was I, I didn't get creeped out by much, but the unsolved mystery setup would creep me out as a kid. I feel like when I kind of vaguely remember it. Yeah, it's a it's enough of our generation gap that that yeah. wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily be the thing thing. But I, I saw it and went. That was like late nineties, even earlier. Okay, but yeah, earlier. But I was like, I got. I'm gonna have to turn that. I'm gonna have to turn that on because that's. That'll that'll bring me back a little bit. That could that could creep you out. Uh, we'll start with the men. UConn, San Diego State playing in the final tonight. UConn clearly the prohibitive favorite. Um, yeah, 
San Diego State has played hellaciously good defense. They've been very fun. They have been the story of the tournament in a lot of ways, early depending on how you view the tournament. Um, UConn, which I'll get to in a second, has just been a buzzsaw. They've beaten every team by double figures to mm-hmm. this point. Nobody's necessarily challenged them. They disposed of Miami without much trouble in the semifinals. Whereas San Diego State, the kid that had not done much, hits the buzzer beater, beats FAU on uh, the last second of the or as time expired in the game. If you're FAU, do you ever get past that? Is it? You went seven minutes where if you just score two or three more points, you win the game. It's over. Yeah. You just disappeared off. Just lulled. Yeah. It's like the moment finally got big. And I don't know. I caught myself cheering for FAU. I didn't watch until the second half of that game, and I was like, "Come on, let's 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 get this done." And they just couldn't finish it. And then you watched Miami and Connecticut, and Connecticut sort of did to Miami kind of what they did to Arkansas and Gonzaga. They and, just bullied them, and you're just like, "This this is over, isn't it?" Yeah. If y'all if y'all show up, this is well. It's where I'm going here, and I I get the easy answer is that they've been non-existent in some seasons. Why are we not? Why do we not mentally treat UConn with the blue blood with the blue blood status that they are? We do in a way, but not the way we do so many other programs. Because I look at this, they're beating a five seed tonight from winning in their fifth national championship since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine, oh four, eleven, fourteen, twenty three. If they if they win today, that's pretty blue bloodish. Final fours: ninety nine, oh four, oh nine, eleven, fourteen, twenty three. Sweet tournament, basically. They had a little bit of a lull there when they had the Kevin Ollie stuff and all that stuff was going on. But Kevin Ollie won a title. Yeah, and, and it. Where's he now? I have no clue. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that was that was as far as I could go with that. But I mean, they had a lull where they didn't make the tournament from sixteen to twenty one. They made it in sixteen, made it in twenty one. They went seven, eighteen, nineteen. So three years because twenty was no tournament. Right. I have no idea if they were good or not. But I don't remember. But we don't go. North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, UConn. And we probably should. They This will be their second title since Kentucky has won one if they win tonight. So why? I don't know. Is it because they play in the conference they play in? Maybe. Although that used to be a money conference. They're not good in football, so we don't see them the same just from an overall program standpoint. We don't do that to Gonzaga. We don't do that to other teams. Although Gonzaga is like our darling for whatever reason. Gonzaga has kind of gotten that basketball version of Boise State back in its prime where we just sort of have this weird Gonzaga thing where everybody accepts them. Well, in they've ways been we really don't. consistent. Oh, they're phenomenal. I'm not even yeah. – that, that, look, Gonzaga's been a better program than UConn. But right. we don't give UConn the credit it deserves. No, it's for sure. Nationally. Absolutely. And they're running through this tournament in ways that we don't see very often. No, I don't know what this they, has only happened five times ever that they have won by a team has won by this margin of victory to the finals. If they win it, four teams will have done what they have done. Yeah, I mean, you look at what they've done the last three games. I don't even remember their first two games of the tournament. Their last three games, they've just bullied teams. I anticipate they're going to bully San Diego. This State would be, tonight. as Grant says, a lot like LSU football, it would be three coaches in a row to win national titles. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why they don't get the respect program-wise that they clearly deserve. I, beats me. I, I, I don't have an explanation. Because it happened even in brackets. Where everybody's going through their brackets, and they're saying, you know, UConn, and they go, okay, four seed, whatever. But had it been Duke as the four, oh, well, the Blue Devils could run through this thing. Sure. We don't do that. 
it also shows you. We don't give UConn that level of respect. San Diego State's fun. Miami was fine. Yeah, they were, Miami was good. But from a publicity standpoint, sure. fine. The coach is more popular than any of the players. It's it's whatever. And he's even kind of seen as this well, we don't, beat the establishment kind of guy. We don't play, pay attention to college basketball until late February. And I think that's where I'm going is, look, FAU had a hell of a season. Hell of a season. Yeah, they went on a run. 30-something games. Ken Palm had them in the top 25 most of the year. Wasn't like they were completely a non-factor in the regular season. They won all those games. But what you saw, and I'm transitioning something with this, what you saw is we still want the, as we always say, we want those blue bloods when it gets down to Final Four. Like, yeah. that was an awesome game, San mm-hmm. Diego State FAU. Awesome. It's a great game. It was. It did not get the attention that a game would have had had that been Kentucky against Kansas. Oh, not even close. It was not yeah, even close. It's, it's cute. I mean, look, it was fun, but then it was kind of over. I watched basketball, and I didn't. I didn't plan my day around the Final Four. I actually planned more of my weekend around the women's Final Four. Well, I was about to say, I don't know what happens tonight. I guess some crazy ass game could change my mind on this, but I don't think so. There is no doubt in my mind that when it comes to the NCAA tournaments, the women won the year. Oh, it's not, not and it's close. not even close in a way that I think this was because of what it did over the weeks in a couple different ways and what it sets up for the future. I think it's maybe the most important weekend for women's basketball in media history this weekend. Because in the past, you would have had yeah. Tennessee and UConn, and yeah, that's whatever, but there's no parity. And we go, okay, those are the two teams, and we talk about Pat Summit versus Gino Ariema, and I get that Mulkey had a run at Baylor and all that, but you've got You've just got these teams, and those teams win, and you don't get upsets. And Even what Ole Miss was able to do in knocking off a one on a home court, on being able to pull that off. I think Miami did it too, beating somebody, Indiana. They, they, you know, they knock off the, the, the high seed on the home court or whatever. There's, I have a thought. Yeah, go ahead, and then I'll continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Finish your thought. I, just, it, it, I think I just answered my own question that I've, I've had in my mind. And then we get the perfect Final Four because you get the two one seeds, you get – Virginia Tech, who was really good, actually better than they got credit for because they were Virginia Tech. We didn't know or care. South Carolina, the dominant Darth Vader of the sport. LSU with the Hall of Fame coach and the flamboyance and the grit and all that stuff that LSU kind of is under Mulkey. And then you've got Iowa, which wasn't a one seed, but has this phenomenal generational player in Caitlin Clark that is this weird combination of like Larry Bird and Steph Curry all together there. And it was, from a media and a watchability standpoint, it was transcendent. It was the by far the best thing of the weekend. Here's what it is. Yeah, go ahead. What, what do people like me who like the NBA like about the NBA? I know when I turn on the Mavericks, Luka's going to be there. I know when I turn on the Sixers, Joel Embiid's going to be there. I've got guys that I, I can cheer for. I've got guys that I can cheer against. Like I watched the Suns last night and realized how much I dislike some of the Suns. For whatever reason, I don't like Devin Booker. For whatever, for a lot of reasons, I don't like Kevin Durant. Chris Paul gets on my nerves, um, et cetera. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. In the men's game, yeah, we have some coaches. We know coaches. But that's it. Yeah, we don't know players. We know coaches. So in the women's game, we Aliyah Boston was yeah. there for years. Yeah. We followed Caitlin Clark for a while now. She's going to be back next year. Angel Reese is back Angel Reese year. will be back at LSU next year. And you have you and you have coaches. 
the girl at Louisville. We've known her for several years. Yeah. Like, just when you see her, you go, oh, that's that trash-talking three-point shooter for Louisville. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so on Friday night, when Caitlin Clark starts, when you get to that point, you're like, oh, they might do this. They might walk. They might knock off the not beatable team. Yeah. And you get it, and you get that. Uh, Caitlin Clark's transcendent. I mean, in the in the post game line, Kim Mulkey stopped and said to her, "You're a generational player. Yeah, not a talent. You're a generational player." It's a hell of a compliment from Kim Mulkey. Yeah. Um. And you 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 know you get the stuff about the taunting with Angel Reese and all that stuff, but you have these faces that you see multiple years. The men's game doesn't have that. It will be a mainstream conversation for a full year. Of can we get? Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark in next year's NCAA tournament. Sure. A full year of... I mean, Kay- okay. Caitlin Clark, her game is legit. I mean, she forced some shots late. Yeah, sure. Like, I hated the call that gave her the fourth. It was complete... The, the officiating in that game... Was horseshit. ...was completely terrible. Took everything out of the rhythm. Angel Reese picked up two fouls quickly. Caitlin Clark had two fouls and then had the tech later that was so dumb. Stupid. You had the center for Iowa, who I don't know her name. She got two fouls early. LSU had basically makeup calls called on them because they had called fouls on Iowa. It completely lost the energy that it should have had given what it was in all ways. Yeah, that game could have been a classic. And it just got, the officiating took that from all right. of us at right. that point. Iowa kind of gets back in it enough where you think maybe, and then she gets the tech and that ends it right there at that point. You had. It's a credit to her, but also the officiating allowing Kim Mulkey to completely run the game and not getting teed up at any point. They essentially allowed her to run anywhere on the court, touch them, and yell at them with no repercussions. Yeah, come on. Because she was Kim Mulkey. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anybody else gets teed up right there, but including in, Gino. Sure. But in terms of drama, you got some. And I don't know that the men's game, because the players just change. Like, look at the. The line of dudes that have declared for the NBA in the last yeah, week. Yeah, sure. It's like, okay, so who's going to be left? All right, who's left? No, Virginia Tech's best player on the women's side is coming back for a fifth season next yeah. year. Caitlin Clark's back next season. She could come back. The ne- she won't, she but won't. she could come back for the next year. She can really shoot it. Oh, it's fun. Carson was in here, and he said it. He goes, she's Steph Curry, and her release is kind of Curry-ish. It was the perfect spark for Twitter outrage yesterday between her and Angel Reese because, look, Caitlin Clark is the biggest trash talker in college basketball, period. There's no doubt about that. Reese took it 10 more steps. She followed Clark around the court. So everybody going, it was the exact same thing. No, by God, it wasn't the same thing. No, it wasn't the same thing. However, I'm not shocked that somebody gave it back to Caitlin Clark at the same time. Okay, LSU LSU convinces itself that everyone hates them, and then they they use that as motivation. They do. Um, South Carolina. It's Mulkey's kind of thing. South Carolina says it out loud to the point that it's borderline obnoxious. Well, they're Georgia. Where you go, shut up. Yeah, shut up. Um, And then, yeah, but look. In terms of which which Final Four was more not entertaining, even. it's not even close. And I'm not a women's basketball guy. I don't watch it. I, see, admit, here's I the admit deal. out loud that I don't I watch it. I told you this several weeks ago. What has become intriguing about women's basketball is a couple different things. Is you see different styles all able to win in different ways. It doesn't all meld into the same product right. the same way. Sure. I mean, you've got a team like Ole Miss that's going to hit the boards and do all this defensively, and you've got Caitlin Clark in Iowa that shoots it, and Louisville shoots it, and you've got kind of some stuff like that. And then what you also have 
with them is it's the shooting in general is they make shots where it's not it's not clunky where you go oh this is a lesser product because they're not hitting baskets it's a different product you can't compare men and women basketball in no. any stretch of the imagination but they're really good from the free throw line they hit threes they run a lot of kind of pick and roll set stuff where they open up one-on-one situations for shooters i mean they're there are things about the game that, for somebody like me who doesn't really understand basketball, I find it fairly aesthetically pleasing when the teams are good. Yeah, Does that see, make sense? Yeah, sure, I can see that. Because it's just kind of a basic basketball for me that I can sort of comprehend better maybe than even the men's game at times. Um, and well, now, look, I'm not going to sit down and watch it every day, but, I mean, am I going to be a little more intrigued by Caitlin Clark starting in November? Yeah, 100%. Oh, for sure. I'm in. I'll follow Iowa throughout the year. For sure. No, I mean, I actually, actually will. I'd, I'd not really followed them at all. I'd heard her name. I'd never really watched her play. And then in the tournament, I'd watch a little bit of it. And I was like, she oh, gets she- a lot of NIL through Iowa. Yeah. She does a lot of stuff with that hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, is apparently a really good kid. Yeah. Young person. She's not a kid. I have daughters her age. And yeah, so I sure. think of them as kids. Yeah, sure. But yeah, no, she's fun. And look, LSU's fun. I mean, they're really good. And Kim Mulkey gives the sport what a sport needs. You I'm either love her or you hate her. And that's good. Her with her queen of sparkles and the whole deal. and It's a lot of marketing. Had she gotten teed up once yesterday, I'd have felt a little better about the whole deal. Sure. It was too far. Way too far. It was what? Come on. I mean, yeah. it, it. But now I don't blame her. She gets away with it. No, it's the official's yeah, fault. The absolutely. official gets intimidated by her. What I hated, and I wrote this in 10 Thoughts, was that that game had a chance when Iowa started coming back. What that, is the official doing making that call? Because they didn't even. They were stupid. They, they, they had a pool reporter. What it was, was LSU's bench called for it. And got it. And got it. The poll reporter asked the question to the official. The official, after the game, made the statement that clarified a rule on why it happened. It wasn't even the right interpretation of the rule because it talks about giving an advantage, but it was a dead ball. There's no advantage. The ball is dead. Everybody has a chance to set up. It wasn't a delay of game where we're having needing to run or stop something. No, it's you a freaking can't, dead ball. You can't take into account that there's some emotion going on. Come on, let it go. Oh, the tiki-tack calls early. It's like if we're playing this game. Well, at one point, someone on Twitter said everyone's going to foul out, and I was like, "You're right." I mean, they can't keep doing this. Let them play a little. The best four players on the floor all had two fouls in the first fourteen minutes of the game. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. You want to see it overshadowed the bench kid for LSU who was unconscious in the first half. She had scored eleven points in the entire tournament and had twenty-one in the first half. Right. LSU shot 75% from three in the first half. At some point, Iowa looks up and goes, just not our day. I sure. mean, and instead, they got it back to eight or nine or whatever it was. Got back to six at one point, didn't six? they? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. It was fun, though. I mean, look. Oh, it was really fun. And if you're a women's basketball player, it, that's a win for NIL. Because now you start to look at it and go, well, maybe, maybe you can market this. We'll see. It was fun, though. I enjoyed it. It was a good game. It was uh, the 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 Iowa South Carolina game was just fantastic. Yeah. The other storyline to this, and I saw Gino comment yesterday, is that UConn did not make the Final Four for the first time since '07. They were really banged up. They had a bunch of in- injuries. And prior to this run by Caitlin Clark, you thought maybe they ha- actually have the best player in the country in Paige Beckers. So 
getting UConn back into the mix next year will help ratings and attention too because sure. you have sort of the return mm-hmm. with Geno and against Iowa. And you've got a good nucleus instead of a one two. There's a there's there are five, six really interesting national teams. And I will they say, can give you a push. I will say this again as someone who's been familiar with Kim Mulkey for a long, long time. All she does is win. She's been a winner since she was a player. She has four national titles now. I, look, I don't know the history of the sport. I don't know how to compare Four her. as a head coach. She's got a couple as an assistant. She's won one as a, as a player. She won a gold medal. All she does is win. She is a force of nature. She is probably without, again, I have no knowledge on women's basketball that beyond just what most people have. She clearly is probably the third best coach in women's basketball history at this point. I think behind Gino and Pat Summit. Okay. I think that's where I would go. Sure. Moscona was pandering. She's not the best coach in history. God, <sighs> shut up. I know. I like you, Matt, but my God. Yeah. I know. It's our field, man. Ed broke his brain. I love you, Matt. I really do. We're friends, but stop. It's our field. Everybody wants homers. It's where we are. Professionally, it's where we are. Why do people watch Fox News? Why do people watch MSNBC? Confirmation bias. Homers. That's why people like me are going out of, not going to last long. Not going to make it long. I mean, thank God I'm 53 and not 43. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. No doubt in my mind. For all the criticism Matt will get for that tweet, yeah, it will make all those people in Baton Rouge that want to hear that, yeah, happy. sure, happy. Oh no, I get the scheme. I'm not yeah. like I'm. It's not a judgment on no. whether it was the right thing to do. It's you just lose the ability outside of the circle to you, you become a marketer. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a judgment on doing it. Even. No. That's not the point. You just become a marketer. It's just not true. No. Of course not. Not yet. Um, maybe four or five years from now? Sure. Oh, sure. Win but, a couple more. But today, oh. no. Yeah. Today, it's Pat Summit and Gino Ariema. The, what I will give her is that, because we're talking about this, there has never been more parity and more talent across the board in the sport, and she won the title. Yes. So she gets complete credit for it's, that. It's the part where I'm, I'm telling you, she doesn't get enough credit for all she's ever done anywhere is win. Yes. She is a force of nature. And she's great for that sport. She is. She's phenomenal. She's great for that she sport. She has become the coach in the sport in a way from a media standpoint. Sure. I mean, you have a big three with Gino, Dawn Staley, and Mulkey. Sure. But, yeah, Beckers is legit. Like, you but unlike Dawn Staley, who just complains... Kim Mulkey's a different deal. You get fire from her. Well, yeah, I mean, even in her in-game thing, she was fussing at the officials, but she basically goes, hey, just pick a way, we'll play that way. Just tell us which way it is. Cool. All right, fine, whatever. It wasn't a, oh, God, we're getting harmed. It was just, okay, call it tight, don't call it tight, let me know, and then we'll do that. Right. Sounds good. So. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. And they offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also will transfer your medications. One phone call, they take care of the rest. So everything you need from a community pharmacy, you get that with Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs or G&M here in Oxford. So again, that's 662-236-2222. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. 
John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners. allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget, and he will help you make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you're coming up this weekend for the Arkansas series or you're in town for the holiday, stop by Opa. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's a perfect place to enjoy a dinner, an evening out in Oxford, fabulous food, craft libations as well. It's Opa on the square in Oxford. Uh, brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If you're looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's service specialist ltd.com or 662-832-5138. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile, so call Corinth Dental today. Get a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And don't forget, we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings. Also a great place for... Uh, a great venue for events. So get in touch with them at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, a couple things there. The last thing on the women's basketball topic, uh, there's no doubt that had the other side been Gino or somebody like that, Mulkey would have been teed up. I, I do think the Iowa coach not having the same name recognition or even energy yeah, probably changes coach their different. Yeah, Staley or REM is on the other side, and she's teed at some point. I think so. And they calm it down. Yeah. Because you know would be losing his effing mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, to a point that's hard to fathom. Um, by the way, the semifinals were the on, from a streaming standpoint. It's good news for ESPN when they need some. Uh, <laughs> most viewed men's or women's game streamed on ESPN of all time. The South Carolina-Iowa game. The South Carolina-Iowa Iowa game. game on on Friday night. Oh, listen, for people like me who have consistently said, I don't know that women's basketball can move the needle, this was a this was a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. In the past, it hasn't moved the needle. And on our site this year, it still didn't move the needle. But, mm-hmm. but that moved needles. You got a kind of a game that people will talk about for a long time. Because she just beat them by herself. That's what you're curious about is can they get her some help inside that's a higher quality for next year where suddenly you go, whoa. Yeah. Because she almost damn near did it herself. I will. And this look. She's fun. Angel Reese had a really good game yesterday. She had like 15 and 10 for God's sake. Yeah. Um, she just does it differently. Can we not give the most outstanding player to a team that player that doesn't win? It's so stupid. Come on. Then just call it best player on best team. Yes. Like it, it, Come on. 
Come on. Who are you voting for? <laughs> scored 41 against South Carolina. Went, went for 30 yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't like it was silent. No, uh, no come on. It's stupid, but whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's good for the sport. The sport had We're a, talking about it this the, morning. The sport had a great tournament. It's a cool story in the athletic today. If you care, if you have that subscription about how uh, the Chicago Blackhawks helped the Bears pull off in that trade, how they talked about yeah. how to value picks versus players and compensation because hockey does it in some some different ways. So yeah, I read kind that of this a, morning. Kind of a neat story from that standpoint. Uh, your uh, line tonight, if you want to take Connecticut, is seven. It's UConn oh. minus seven against San Diego State tonight. I think that's what I picked was seven. It's an 8-20 central tip. It's too late. It's too late. That game has got to start at 7 o'clock central at the latest. 7 o'clock central. That's good. It's an hour too late. We say this every year. On the East Coast, that's 11 o'clock. It's too late. Hell, it's too late for me. It better be good. I won't make it. It better be really good late. My sleep score will be bad if I stay up that late. I need a good sleep score. Not staying up for it. I'll wake up and see what happened. I have no. I, I'm not interested enough in it to stay up. Uh, there's some old Miss flavor to this. The reason I mention it, and again, this is because of the popularity over the weekend. There's a way too early top 25 out for the women for next season. Okay, and this is actually, if this is true at all, and I mean, I'll say Charlie Cream knows more about it than I do for sure. Um, it's good news for the sport. South Carolina checking at number seven. Oh, so down the list a little for Carolina. Um, Ole Miss checks in at number fifteen for next season. Okay, uh, on the uh, on the list, LSU's one. Uh, UConn is one because Beckers is back. Okay, um, UConn one, Utah two. Oh, Utah. LSU three, Iowa four, Indiana five, UCLA six, Carolina seven, Ohio State eight, Stanford nine, Notre Dame ten. Okay, Tennessee eleven, Ole Miss fifteen. Baylor at 17, still hanging around without Mulkey. That's all for the SEC, though. Mm. So that has Ole Miss picked fourth in the in the, in the the league at this point. Okay. Um, so. Ole Miss gets the big addition of uh, Kennedy Todd Williams from North Carolina last week, a former five-star recruit joining uh, the women's basketball team. So that's part of their elevation in, gotcha. uh, in this. They've got some people back, uh, but – that also is helping where they where they are from that standpoint. So just a little FYI there. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, why is Chelsea on like its third coach in like six weeks? I mean, not six weeks. Uh, but I whatever. would need I would need to bring. We have the, 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 we need the analyst in for that one. Yeah, okay. I mean, I heard him just go yesterday. Go finally. Oh really? And I didn't ask. I <laughs> felt like a sore subject. Yeah, I just kind of stayed away. <laughs> that's that's an emotional topic for him so we 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 don't go there i always just hope chelsea wins because the mood's better i am told uh hopefully in oxford not many of you guys are affected and i guess if you're watching this you probably aren't there's a power line on fire in town and that oh. has caused a pretty severe power outage across the south side of the town right now so oh that's not good yeah that's not good yes my alert system is telling me I do not currently have power. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what goes into a power line being on fire or not, but that's. Have you watched a lot of baseball so far? Um, Not a ton, but I've watched some. It's hard to watch everything. And also, I had to go to Memphis both Saturday and Sunday. So 
I was pretty busy. It was kind of difficult to watch a ton of it. I've watched, um, I watched the Cubs opener and then I watched a good bit of their Saturday game, but I was trying to keep up with college baseball, which is something I've, uh, attempt to do. And I was watching the, some of the men's game. And so, no, I haven't watched a ton. NBA season basically regular season basically over is that uh, yeah this is like the last week yeah yeah it's not time to talk about it today but (laughs) the failure for the Dallas Mavericks after that trade has been amazing and they lose to the Hornets the twice they lose to the Hawks yesterday their their loss yesterday was 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 it's hard to put in basketball is the loser because you don't get Luka in the playoffs it, As it stands right now, Dallas would not be in the playoffs. No, they're out. The play-in games would be um, Thunder, Lakers, Pelicans, T-Wolves. Yeah, in the West, it would be, yeah. Well, right now, today, it would be the the Timberwolves and the Thunder would play the 9-10 game. And the winner would play the Pelicans. The winner would play the, the loser of the Pelicans-Lakers oh, right. Lakers. Lakers game. The Lakers-Pelicans winner would get the seven. Golden State and the Clippers have a half-game lead on the Lakers and the Pelicans for the five and six seeds. In the East, you'd get uh, Toronto and Chicago would be the 9-10. The uh, Heat Heat Hawks Hawks would be the 7-8. Milwaukee's the one seed uh, in the East. Denver is the one seed in in the West. Okay. I'm 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 hoping Dallas gets hot here at the end because I'm cheering for ping pong balls right now. Oh, I want ping pong balls. You're very interested in ping pong balls. Yeah, I want I want another bite at that apple. And in the West, Dallas is still there. They're just a game back of the Thunder for the for the ten. Utah's just a game and a half back for the ten, but they both are losing. Yeah, everybody's got about three games left. Tease this for tomorrow because I don't care about either one of them as far as watching, but I have a huge fascination in this merger with the WWE and the UFC that is uh, going down today. The valuations involved, what this potentially means for that that company, um, frankly. So we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. We'll uh, have any reaction from uh, football or college baseball as we get into tomorrow. Kind of a Kind of a quiet day today. Before uh, we get Lane Kiffin again tomorrow around 1130 for that. And then again, Ole Miss is at Memphis for a non-conference game. I think 6 o'clock tomorrow night there uh, in the Bluff City. So Ole Miss and Memphis tomorrow before Arkansas comes in town on Thursday, Friday, and uh, and Saturday. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Hopefully you're not your power is not affected in the same way that mine currently is. And we'll be back with you again on Tuesday morning. So take care. Talk to you then.